powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Come on in, everybody. It's a Tuesday night. Tuesday. Tuesday. It's a Tuesday night. And we're going to do a quick preview of tomorrow night's Wednesday Night Live Bible study. Come on in. Let me know where you're watching from. We got the Bishop Foreman TikTok. We got the Bishop Foreman IG. And we even added a few other platforms. I've been doing it lately. And uh, I decided to do it again tonight. So come on in. Let's get that right. There we go. We got that right. Got that right. Bam. There we go. Come on in, everybody. Let me know where you are. No, it's still not right. Come on. Let's get it right. Come on. Is it right? There we go. All right, there we go. Shalom, come on, Denver, Dallas, good to see you. Come on in, everybody, everywhere. Let me know where you're watching from. TikTok, IG, all of the other platforms we added you tonight to. Aurora, good to see you. We are in here tonight. South Carolina, good to see you again. Speak to me as you come in. Let me know where you are watching from. North Carolina, ATL. Come on, praise report having North Carolina. New York, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. I see y'all in here, Columbus, Georgia, about an hour or so away from uh, Atlanta. Good to see you. Come on, everybody. Aurora, good to see you. Let me know where you're watching from. Kansas, good to see you from my living room in Denver. Come on, living room in Denver. South Carolina, good to see you over here. What's going on? East Denver, what's going on? East side. Let's go. Tampa. I was on a call today with a company in uh, Tampa, great company actually. Good to good to see you, Aurora, Indiana. Good to see you. We coming in hot. Let's go. Ready for the word? I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, Dallas. Good to see y'all. I had a call with somebody in Dallas today too. A great call. All right, come on, y'all are in here. Listen, as you're coming in, make sure that you let me know where you're watching from. And make sure that you share this. At Tuesday nights, I give you a preview of the work that's coming up um, tomorrow for Wednesday Night Live Bible Study. We call it Wednesday Night Live because it is an exciting atmosphere. The atmosphere is charged on campus and online. I want to invite you tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, the atmosphere is going to be charged on campus and online because there's an expectancy. Hey, Hattiesburg, that's Mississippi. And then Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, New Mexico. Albuquerque. They don't have any New Mexico. No New Mexico calls today, but 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 uh, good to see you. Um, and so it's going to be amazing. Denver, good to see you. I got a good report that you're doing well. Good to see you. All right. Now, so we started this series, guys, this month called Summer Songs. And we've been taking songs um, that are popular summer songs, and we're using them to teach biblical principles. It's summertime. I don't know about you, but I look forward to the summertime. And one of the things that I look forward to in the summertime is the summer cookout. And that's actually how we started this series with the message called Summer Cookout. It's not a song, but it's an event. And with that, I showed you how one cookout changed Saul, who would later become King Saul's life forever. And I began to teach you how God is going to use this year one unexpected and unusual situation, unusual circumstance to change your life for the better forever. Can I just get you to put this on the on the screen and say unexpected and unusual, unexpected and unusual. Thanks for the definition, WNL. That's just good so everybody knows. All right. That's Wednesday Night Live. That's our midweek Bible study. Um, literally what happened, hey, Wheat Ridge, literally what happened is that King Saul, before he was king, he was on his way to find his father's donkeys. And as he was on his way to find his father's donkeys, 
Um, he goes to four different places until he gets to the fifth place. And this is where we all are. We're in that fifth place, that place of grace, because five was the biblical number of grace. It's the biblical number of favor. It's the biblical number of supernatural. And once he gets to that fifth place, the Bible records something very interesting um, that literally his servant, somebody that you would not expect. This is unusual. This is unexpected. He is not a son of Kish. He is a servant. Um, the servant has an idea. Now, there's a revelation there that when you serve, God will give you creative ideas. There is a surge that comes in your serve. Come on, y'all. This is why anytime you get an opportunity to serve the house of God, whether that's on campus or online, I encourage you to take that opportunity to serve. Why? When you serve, there's a surge in your serve. The servant says, I have an idea. There's a man of God in this city. Let us go to him and he will tell us our way. They, they get an offering together. They go to the man of God. And when they're going to the man of God, Saul asks a question. He, when he gets into the city, he says, do you know where the seer is? That's what they called the man of God in that day. Uh, that was uh, how they referred to the prophet, the man of God. They called him the seer. They said, do you know where the seer is? They said, yes, he's up there, uh, but you want to make sure that you catch him. What's significant to me is divine timing. I want you to type this on the screen. It's always the right time for me. I know that's long, but I need you to speak that and type that. It's always the right time for me. Um, when God orders your steps, you got to hear me. It is always the right time for you. Uh, sometimes we get so caught up in timing that we do not consider the fact that if God orders our steps, that what seems late to you may be right on time to God. What seems early to you might be right on time to God. Uh, what seems delayed to you, God is like, this is exactly the time it was supposed to happen. I need you to speak that over your life. It is always the right time for me. In fact, the Lord, I wrote that down. I'm going to do a video. I'll probably have to do it after this and post it on my Instagram reels um, because it's always the right time for you. If God orders your steps, it is always the right time for you. Think about it. Now, he's sent on this journey to find the donkeys. He goes to four places. When he goes to these four places... He doesn't find the donkeys. They get to the fifth place up. They're in a place of grace. They're in a place of favor, a place of supernatural. They say, listen, there is the seer. You got to catch him uh, before he goes up. And what's amazing is the timing was exactly right. And I need you to hear me. You are right on time. And it is always the right time for you. Even if you have made some mistakes, if you still have a pulse, God still has a plan. And I need your outlook on life. To not be I wasted time, to not be that I, uh, I, I, I misused time. I need your confession and your outlook to be, it is always the right time for me. You may be late, it's the right time for me. You may be early, it's the right time for me. Uh, listen, for some of you, even in business, it is as I was literally walking in my door to come over and sit in this area of my home, the Lord released this. And y'all just let me flow tonight. Um, he released this. He said, son, when you get on message preview tonight, this is there's some people who are considering starting businesses. He said, I want you to tell them don't start one, but to buy one, because when they buy one, they're going to save themselves time. Who is that for? Wave at me in the comments. Who is that for? He literally, as I was walking in the door, it was loud and clear. He said, son, tell them they are right on time. It's always the right time for them. He said, but there's somebody that's about to start something that they need to buy. When they buy, what they're going to do is save themselves time. I see hands over here on TikTok. I see hands over here on IG. Now, uh, God orchestrated Saul. So Saul, that's me. I got you. 
So God orchestrated. Y'all got your answer from the Lord right now. He got, you just got your answer from the Lord right now. Don't be, I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. He just answered you. And if I were you, I'd put a seed in right there. I'd put a seed right there. Saul gets to uh, um, the seer right on time. And matter of fact, when he, he goes up and he looks at the seer, who is Samuel, and he says, do you know where the seer lives? And Samuel says to him, I'm the seer. He says, I'm the one that you're looking for. And here's what's happening in these next six months. Your divine, not only is your timing good, watch me, your divine connections are coming. Your divine connections are coming. I see you, Gloria. I got you. Your I see you, boss lady. I see you. I see you. Your divine connections are coming. And can I get you to speak this over these next six months of your life? My divine connections are coming. Literally, Samuel is talking to Saul. Saul is talking to Samuel. The day before God told Samuel, you're going to meet a man and this is what he's going to look like. And this is what he's going to say to you. Saul goes to Samuel and doesn't know that God's already been speaking to him about him before he ever meets him, which means, watch me. You ready? Oh my God. This is going to bless somebody. Saul did not have to give his resume. He did not have to give his information. He did not have to give his uh, business card. He did not have to give his credentials. He did not have to go through the same normal process everybody else did. Why? Because God had already spoken to Samuel about him, which means, watch me, your divine connection is going to know you before they ever meet you. Talk to me Tuesday night preview. They're going to know you before they ever meet you. They are going to know you before they ever meet you. They are going to know. So when you meet them, they're going to be like, oh, I already know what this is about. This, this, this. I already know what you're here for. God spoke to me about you. And I pray, watch me, that your divine connections would come. When Samuel and Saul see one another, Sam, Saul doesn't know it. But Samuel does. Samuel says, I already know who you are. I already know what this is about. I already know what you're here for. Listen, the donkeys you were looking for, those have already been um, found. I'm going to invite you to my cookout. We're about to have a cookout. What am I doing? I'm modernizing the work. We're about to have a cookout. And when we have this cookout, um, you are invited. He invites him to the cookout. And he says, I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know, which is interesting because um, what Samuel went to, or excuse me, what Saul went to Samuel for was what? The donkeys. He answered that question, which means there was something else that Saul prayed that we never see him pray. Here's what's happening in the next six months of this year for you. God's going to answer your secret prayers. What do you mean secret? I mean the stuff, watch me, that you prayed so long ago, you forgot you prayed. I mean the stuff that you forgot you asked for. Y'all better talk to me in these comments. I'm talking about the things that you prayed for and you thought would never happen. I'm talking about the things you prayed for and because it seemed so big, you were like, I ain't even going to pray it again. Am I talking to anybody tonight? If I'm talking to you tonight, here's what I want you to pray. My secret petitions are being answered. I got scripture for that. Uh, I got scripture for that. I got scripture for that. That is Psalm 37 and 4. Psalm 37 and 4. Let me read that to you. Here's what it says. Come on, computer. Psalm 37 and 4. It says this. Uh, let's see here. Which version do I want to read it in? It says, uh, let's go back. Let's go back. Psalm 37 and 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord also, and he will give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. The in other words, God says, 
This is stuff. Sometimes it's a secret because you haven't told anybody what you prayed for. And sometimes it's a secret because you forgot what you prayed for. You ever forgot what you prayed for? The Lord literally, something happened uh, a few months ago. And I was like, Lord, why did that happen? He was like, son, if you don't remember, you asked me for that a long time ago. I gave you everything that you asked for. I gave you everything. I forgot that I had asked God about something in particular. Then he said, oh, son, I wanted you to know that I did not forget what you said. I did not lay down what you said. I just, what you said wasn't needed until now. All right. She says, I'm going to tell you what you want to know. Saul wanted to know. Saul evidently prayed something. And his prayer essentially is, I know that there's more to my life than this. I know that there's greater. He's the son of Kish. Kish means power. Kish is a wealthy man. Kish is a powerful man. But he says, I know that there's more than this. He is from the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin was a small tribe. Benjamin literally means ravenous wolf, which literally means everybody in the tribe of Benjamin had a crab in the buckets mentality. Let's go. Everybody in the tribe of Benjamin was trying to tear one another down. And here Saul is. Saul is like, Listen, I'm not about that life. See, some of you, you've been surrounded by people who secretly wanted to pull you down. In these next six months, you've got to hear me. When your divine connections come, you will not be surrounded by people who are trying to come, pull you down. You're going to be surrounded by people who want to lift you up. you got to hear. All right. So what happens? So what happens? So what happens? Um, he says, I'm going to tell you tomorrow after cookout what you want to know. They get to the cookout and Saul is expecting that he's going because he's from Benjamin. His mindset, if I listen to me, his mindset is so limited. And sometimes God has to expose you to more so that you will believe that more is possible. Sometimes God has to let you see more so that you will know that more is possible. Literally, his mindset was so small because he came from Benjamin that he literally was like, well, I'm just going to go. I'm going to give me a little paper plate. I'm going to give me a little red solo cup. I'm going to sit in the back uh, because, you know, I don't even know why I'm here in the first place. I've been invited to a table that's bigger than me. The Bible says there were 30 dignitaries, 30 people of honor that were at the table. And for some of you, you got to hear me. You are already at tables where you're like, how did I get in this room? How did I get to this table? How did I get amongst these people. Now, I look at my life and I am constantly sitting at tables with executives and leaders and politicians and people who can make one phone call and change cities and all of that. And I give God the glory for that because I am sitting at the table influencing what happens. Come on. I need you to type this on the screen. I'll have a seat at the table. Come on, y'all. Speak life over your life. I'll have a seat at the table. I'll have a seat at the... You'll be like, how am I having this conversation with this person? How am I speaking to them? How do I get to get wisdom from them? How am I able to be a part of this? You got to hear that. Um, literally, he has a seat at the table. And the Bible says when they walk in, that he and his servant, Samuel is like, oh no, y'all ain't sitting in the back. He says, y'all come up here with me. He says, you come up here with me. In fact, sit at the head of the table, Saul. The head of the table was reserved for the man of God. The man of God steps aside and says, I want you to experience this seat. I need y'all to hear me. There are some people that in these next six months, they're going to step aside and you're about to take a seat of authority. Y'all better talk to me in these comments. I need you to share if you haven't shared yet. You know this has been a blessing to you. Bless somebody else. Share it right now, whatever platform you're on. You're going to have a seat at the table. Watch me. And you're going to have a seat of authority. 
You're going to have a seat of authority. Samuel moves to the side and he says, you have this seat of authority and I need you to be comfortable in authority because you have been used to being in from Benjamin where you have a limited mentality. You have a limited belief of what can happen. You have a limited view of yourself. But you, you're getting ready to sit at a table and you're going to sit at the head of that table. And the Bible says him and his servant. Let me go back to servant. Serving pays off. Why? Because when Saul got to sit at the head of the table, who else did? The servant got to sit at the head of the table. Let me take a personal privilege and speak to my dream team. Dream team, every table I sit at the head of, you sit at the head of too by virtue of, of your serve. Your serve gets you seated at tables that you've never, ever been in the room, but spiritually you're sitting at the table. Your serve gets you a seat. I need every person that serves to talk that on the screen. My serve gets me a seat. Let me just take that personal privilege for a moment. Let's go. They're sitting at the head of the table and at the cookout, Samuel says, I told the cook to bring you the best piece of meat. And then he says this, I was reserving this for you before I ever invited these people to the dinner. Which means what unfolds in your life in these next six months, it will be new to you. But li listen to me carefully. But this is going to be old news to heaven. Y'all better talk to me. It will be new to you. But as far as heaven was concerned, this is exactly what was going to happen. We planned this months ago. We planned this year. Before, matter of fact, before the foundation of the earth, this is exactly what was going to happen. This is exactly what was going to go down. This is exactly where you were going to be. And you'll be in the right place and you'll be at the right time and you'll be in the right seat and you'll be in the right place and you'll be in the right time and you'll be in the right seat and you'll be in the right place and you'll be in the right time and you'll be at the right seat. Y'all still with me? Let's go. He says, before I invited these other people, I literally invited you First, I saved this for you first before I ever invited these other people. This has been saved for you. And I need you to make this confession. I'm having you say a lot, type a lot, because I need you to understand where we're at. Literally, there's some things that God has saved for you. <clears throat> he has saved them for you. He has saved them for you. You heard the song, he saved, uh, uh, saved the best for last. God has saved the best of this year for the last of this year, these last six months. The best has been saved for last. The best has been saved for last. The best has been saved for last. He says, I had this ready for you before I even invited these other people. In other words, they're just here to see what you're about to get. Mm. For some of you, the reason God has some people looking at you the way they do is because they're simply going to be part of the audience that's going to see your arrival. They're going to be part of the audience that's going to see you see them. They're going to be part of the audience that's going to see your increase. They're going to be part of the audience that sees your upgrade. I need you to release it on the screen and out of your mouth. He saved the best for last. He saved the best for last. He saved the best for last. And listen, you ready for this? This is why you cannot... Give up. This is why you cannot throw in the towel. Why? If the best is saved for last, you have to last until you get the best. I need you not. Well, four people told me no. Baby, you better keep going until you get you a yes. He saves the best for last. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. You better keep going. He saves the best for last. Well, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. You better keep going. He saves the best for last, which means you have to last to see the best. I need somebody to tweet that to me. I need somebody to Insta story that. Somebody needs to post that on Facebook. 
In order for you to get the best, if he saves the best for last, you have to last until you get the best. What if Saul, when he got to Zuff, that fifth place, he literally says, let's just go home. I'm done. I'm over it. I'm over it. And what happens? His servant says, let's try this. And he tries it. What if he would have said, no, let's just go home. He saves the best for last. They bring out the best piece of meat. They serve it to Saul. And Saul uh, literally, uh, 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 Samuel announces to him, you are the hope of all of Israel. Saul, your life is bigger than you. It's bigger than you. And I need everybody listening to me tonight, your life is bigger than you. I know sometimes it can be easy for us to get caught up and think our life and our decisions are all about us. But I need you to hear me. It's so much bigger than you. Because guess what, Saul? You're about to become the first king. What's a king? We don't even know what that is. Because up until that point, the children of Israel, here's what they had. They had 430 years of Egyptian slavery with the Pharaoh. Then they have uh, uh, years with Moses as leader. They have uh, um, 40 years with Moses as leader. Then they have Joshua. Then they have uh, the period of the elders and the judges which would arise. They have not seen a king. Samuel, in fact, was the last uh, uh, one uh, to be in multiple offices. What do you mean? Samuel was a judge. He was the last judge. What was a judge? It was basically one that God appointed as a leader to deliver his people. He was the last judge. He was also a prophet. So watch me. We don't even, what is a king? We are used to judges. We don't even know what a king is. Um, Samuel, you're about to be something that you're going to have to define. And for some of you all, what you're going to do in the next six months doesn't even have a title yet. Y'all better talk to me tonight. What you're going to do in these next six months, there's not even a position you can apply for because what you're going to do hasn't been created yet. What you're going to be has not been created yet. You're going to be the first. If you think I'm talking to you, can I just get you to put a praise emoji on the screen and put a one next to that emoji? You're going to be the first. Put a praise emoji, a hands up, a clap, a thank you, Jesus, a hallelujah, a fire sign with a one at the end. It doesn't even exist. You're going to have to meet with the department. And they're going to say, you know what, for what you do, we don't even have a role. We're going to have to create something for you. This, this doesn't even exist. We don't even have a seat to put you in. We're going to have to create something for you. And the Lord, literally the other day, I was thinking about a particular person and I said, okay, how can I, do I have to, we're going to create something for them because this doesn't exist. I'm going to have to create something for them. You got it? So you're about to become the first king. So what ends up happening? Guys, if you haven't shared, I need you to share. When you share, people get saved. We're almost done. Six minutes and we're off to preview. So what happens? Samuel tells him, you're the king. You're the hope of Israel. This is bigger than you, Saul. Your life is bigger than you. For every person tonight that feels hopeless or that feels like, man, I don't know what's really happening with my life. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. And every place in your journey you've been has been necessary because this thing is so much bigger than you. It is so much bigger than you. So let's go. What happens next? Um, the next day. They get up and Saul gathers all, Samuel gathers all of the people together. He gathers the nation together and says, the Lord has a king for us. They begin to announce, long live the king. And then Samuel's like, well, where is Saul? Saul is hiding behind his baggage. What does baggage represent? It represents things from the past that aren't lessons, 
things from the past that aren't lessons. It's just baggage. There's no wisdom. It's just baggage. Let me give you some examples of baggage. A bad attitude. That's baggage. You have a bad attitude in your present because you have baggage from your past. Being suspicious of people. You have baggage of suspicion in your present because you brought baggage from the past. Let me give you another example of baggage. Um, being difficult to deal with. You are difficult to deal with in your present because of the baggage from your past. Being accusatory of people. You're accusing everybody of everything. That is baggage. You have baggage in your present because you brought it from the past. I mean, here's the thing about baggage. Baggage is like, um, okay, let's use this. Baggage is like, um, it's, it's not usable. I, I won't say it that way. Baggage isn't usable. There's nothing that you can do with it. When I travel, I like to travel light. Anybody else like me? I do not like checking bags. I despise, I loathe the concept of checking bags. I only like to take what I need on the plane because when I hop off of a plane, whatever my schedule is, I'm ready to go. Let's go. I'm not going to stand around no carousel and wait for the baggage to come down and all of that. I don't need that much. And if I do, somebody on my team needs to take it because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I do not believe in bag checking. <clears throat> yes, I got all the different levels where, you know, they tag your bags and you got all this extra levels and they're supposed to get it to you faster. I don't care about all that. I only take what I can carry on. And for some of you, if I listen to me, here's your challenge. Your challenge is you are trying to get to great destinations, but you have too much baggage. So what happens? You have to go wait for your baggage to unload before you can ever go forward. It's the same way in life. All of this baggage is slowing you down because it takes you too long to make decisions because of baggage. It takes you too long to trust people because of baggage. It takes you too long, watch me, to figure out that somebody does not need to be in your life because of baggage. And I speak that you will release your baggage. Come on, message preview. Can I get you to type this on the screen? I'll release my baggage. I'll release my baggage. I'll release my baggage. You cannot uh, be waiting on baggage because it's slowing down. Saul was hiding behind the baggage, the Bible says. You got to get rid of it. You have to release it. You have to release it. You have to walk into every day with the lessons of your past. You ready? not the lesions of your past. Come on. I need the lessons of my past, but doggone it, I cannot carry the lesions of my past. I cannot carry that stuff uh, into my future. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. What is a lesion? L-E-S-I-L-E-M. That's a wound, an ulcer, an abscess, a tumor. You gotta hear me. You cannot, you cannot, um, carry that baggage with you. You cannot, you can't, you gotta release it. You gotta release it. He's hiding behind the baggage. And the Bible says that the Lord says to him, hey, Samuel's like, where is he? The Lord says, there he is over there. God calls him out. Hear me Tuesday night message preview. I pray that God call you out of your baggage. Can I tell you how he's gonna call you out? Somebody's gonna call you out. Uh-oh, don't get caught on me now. How is God going to call you out of your baggage? Somebody's going to say something to you. And you ready? You ready for me? You ready for me? And it's going to trigger you. What if God needed you to be triggered so you could see where you still have baggage? I'm waiting on you to put a praise on the screen. Because some of you all can immediately relate to what I just said. Because he'll use somebody to call you out. Somebody will say something. 
that'll trigger you. And you'll say, oh, there's some baggage over there. Somebody will say something to you that'll make you realize you still are carrying some stuff. You are still got some issues. You are still mad about some stuff. You're still frustrated about some stuff. To call you out, he will let somebody call you out. Come on here. And I need you, come on. I need you not to respond with an attitude. I need you not to respond with anger. I need you not to respond with frustration. I need you not to respond that. I need you to say, thank you, Jesus. Call me out. Call me out. Call me out. You better hear me. The wisest person is the person that says, call me out. Why? Because I can't come out unless I'm called out. Lazarus, can I go deeper? Lazarus, let's jump over to the New Testament. Lazarus could not come out of the grave until Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. He had to stay in the tomb until he was called out. And for some of you, you, you said, Lord, I won't change. Lord, I won't change. You know how he changes you? He calls you out. Lord, I want to be better. He calls you out. Lord, I want to do more. He calls you out. Lord, I want to be wiser. He calls you out. And some of you, watch me, who, you, can I go deeper? Who calls you out may tick you off. Y'all better talk to me tonight, y'all. Who calls you out may end up being somebody that ticks you off. Because you're thinking to yourself, I know she didn't say nothing. Y'all better talk to me in these comments. I know he ain't saying nothing. I know this person ain't saying nothing. Sometimes God will use people that it will tick you off that they called you out. Watch me. And you being ticked off just shows you that some of your baggage is your ego. Some of your baggage is that pride has begun to envelop where your lesion is. L-A-S-I-O-N. You'll be like, uh-uh. I know, I know she ain't said nothing. And then you'll start running down all the reasons why she shouldn't say nothing. But God needs to call you out of your baggage. Instagram, y'all getting quiet in these comments. Come on, y'all. He will call you out. He calls Samuel, or excuse me, Saul out of his baggage. He's anointed to be king in front of everybody. And what happens? What happens is the Bible says everybody brings him gifts. Everybody honors him. Everybody is shouting, long live the king. Long live the king. Except for some scoundrels. The Bible says there were some scoundrels that did not honor him, that did not respect him, that did not bring him a gift, that complained against him, that were despising him, looking down on him. And you want to know what the Bible says Samuel did, or Saul did? The Bible says Saul ignored them. Saul ignored them. Saul ignored them. And you are going to have to learn how to ignore some of the actions, some of the attitudes, some of the behaviors of people. Listen to me, preview. Everything does not require a response. Every message does not require a response. Stop thinking you got to respond to every DM you get. I get 200 and something plus messages on Instagram alone a day. So one, it's just not even possible. All right. Uh, um, somebody said, I dipped in the petty pool today. Listen, I own the petty pool and have a PhD in pettyology. They used to call me Bishop Teddy Pen uh, Petty. Well, I don't know. Petty Tendergrass, whatever. Something, I messed it up. I messed the joke up, doggone it. <laughs> anyway, I understand that. But sometimes we have to learn everything does not need a response. Everything does not need a response. Everything, listen, there's some things you just need to say, okay. All right? And keep it moving. The Bible says that he ignored them. I pray 
that God show you what to ignore. I pray that God give you the grace to ignore it because there's going to be party that's going to say, oh, no, I'm going to say mm -mm. sometimes the Holy Ghost will shut you down and say, no, no. What ends up happening, y'all? He ignores them and he goes for and he has a great military victory because the next chapter says that the Lord used his anger to make him take action. The scripture says that the Lord, uh, the spirit of God came on Saul strongly and he was angry. This was Sunday's message. The message was using the Will Smith song, Summertime. The Lord came upon Saul and Saul got very angry. And when he got angry, he took action. Look at me. Some of the emotions you're feeling, the reason you cannot shake them is because God is behind them. How many of you right now, you have some emotions that you're like, I'm trying to shake. And it doesn't, listen to me, it doesn't even have to be bad. It may not be a bad emotion. But how many of you have some emotions right now that you can't shake? You're like, I didn't, I didn't pray. I have fasted. I got the word planned. And I'm, I, and then, but that thing just keeps woof, 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 woof. wave at me if I'm talking to you. And it doesn't even have to be a bad emotion. Like it could be a good emotion. Like you, it could be joy. It could be happiness. All right. If I don't listen to me very carefully, the reason, listen to me, listen to me, listen, Linda, 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 listen, Linda, listen to me. The reason you cannot shake it is because God is behind it. The reason you cannot shake it is because God is behind it. The Bible says that it was God that made Saul angry. And he didn't just make him angry. He made him very angry so that he would take action. God knew what it would take to make Saul bust a move and take action. You got to hear me. There's some emotions where you're like, I can't shake it. God is like, I and you ain't going to shake me. You cannot shake God. You cannot rebuke God. You cannot fast God away. You cannot sow enough to make God go. You can't pray enough to make God leave. You cannot shake God. Sometimes God says, I know that you're not going to do it unless you're angry. I know that you're not going to look at yourself unless you're frustrated. So here's what you need to pray. And we're going to do it right now. Father, help us to see what we need to see in the emotion we cannot shake. God, help us to see what we need to see in the emotion we cannot shake. Y'all better talk to me tonight. God, help us to see what we need to see in the emotion that we cannot shake. Saul couldn't shake it. He got angry and he couldn't shake it because God was like, you're going to use this anger because I need you. I need you to get mad, Saul. You're a little too passive. So I'm going to let you get angry so that you get you get you take action. And what does he do? He chops up an ox. He holds the ox up and he says, this is, look, he goes hood, y'all. He says, this is what I'm going to do to anybody that does not help me fight this battle against our enemy. He says, this is what I'm doing to your oxen. And everybody's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, Saul, chill out. Okay, fine, we're coming out. And the Bible says, they came out together as one. And the scripture says that they had a great military victory. They, Saul sends an announcement to the people and he says, I'm going to rescue y'all by noontime tomorrow. But something powerful happened. He says, at, at before dawn, meaning that evening, before dawn, he launched a surprise attack. 
he launched a surprise attack. He launched a surprise attack. You ready? He launches the surprise attack. And the Bible says that he's so successful that there is no body left. And Saul is feeling good. You ever had a great victory and you were like, come on. Like you ever felt real good after a great victory? Wave at me. That's a, there's, nothing, there's nothing ungodly about that. That's a good thing. Like you ever had a great victory and you were like, got it. Like you ever saw a prayer request, Anthony? You're like, come on, God. Like you ever start feeling yourself just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Guess what? Saul started feeling himself. Saul started smelling himself. Saul let success make him sloppy. And then you ready? Y'all ready for where we're going? And then I'll pick it up tomorrow night in church. <laughs> tomorrow night's message is called, I don't have time for that. I'm going to show you tomorrow night what Saul began to do. Saul let success make him sloppy. And sometimes you don't even know that you're off. You don't even know that you're off until somebody shows you. Tomorrow night, did y'all like that cliffhanger? Tomorrow night, I'm going to show you what happened. Because after this great military victory, Saul has an opportunity. Samuel, the man of God, says, now let's kill all of these enemies of yours who wanted to do you dirty. You know what Sam, Saul says? We ain't killing nobody. Let's just have a good time. Let's have another cookout. Let's have another cookout. Samuel's like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Tomorrow night's message is called, I don't have time for that. You're invited. This is the preview to get you ready. Seven o'clock mountain tomorrow night, nine o'clock Eastern time. It's going to be amazing. You're invited. If you're in Denver, join us in the building. If not, no problem. You can join us from any of our digital platforms, um, Facebook, YouTube, our app, our website, all of that. So many great platforms available for you. Um, Clubhouse, TikTok too. We do a pop-up on TikTok. You can be a part of that. That's tomorrow night. Anybody else excited about the word? Um, I'm going to show you what happened after this great victory. Like he has a great victory. And then it's, when you look at it, you're like, dude, what are you doing? That's tomorrow night's Bible study. Last two things I want to do. If you are not a Christian, tonight's your night. Like you're not watching this by accident. This is God. And tonight, if you need to give your life to the Lord for the first time, or number two, you need to recommit yourself to the Lord. Or number three, you're like, Bishop Foreman, I want to be sure that things are right with the Lord. Listen, you don't get in trouble with God if you have to be sure. Like some people are like, well, I think I'm good. I don't want to say it again. It's okay. God's not going to be angry with you because you want to be sure. If anything, he's going to be happy. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Do the hand wave emoji or say it to me when I count to three. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right now. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, you can do that right now. Do that hand wave emoji or say it to me. Whatever platform you are on, I'm going to... I'm, whatever platform you are, I'm going to count you down from five, five, waiting on you, four. Just do that response. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Respond, four, I'm waiting on you, three, waiting on you. Guys, some of you may say, Bishop, why do you do that countdown? Because it never fails when I begin to do that countdown. See, there it is right there. People begin to respond. Two, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Nobody's going to look down on you. Nobody's going to judge you. If somebody ever tries to judge you, 
I want you tell me who they are and I, I'm gonna get them. All right, because we don't do that over here. I see you. I got you. Two, one, I'm waiting on you. I am waiting on you. If that's you tonight, no guilt. No, I see you. I got you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. This is your moment. Like God had you locked in on a Tuesday night at 941 Mountain Time, 1141 East Coast Time. Listen, everybody pray this with me. You can keep responding. You can keep responding. You can keep responding. That hand wave emoji, just say, it's me. But everybody pray this prayer with me. Listen, I know some of you, especially if you've been with me for a minute, like Bishop, you pray this prayer every single time because we do. Go, I still am passionate about going after people for God. And so, yes, we do this. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. And if I fall, give me the grace to get back up. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's what I need you to do. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure, text the word decision. It's right there on the screen if you're on these platforms. I'm gonna ask a few of you to type it over here on these on TikTok and Mr. Foreman IG. Text decision to 877 5524746. Last thing I want to do, if uh, this message preview blessed you, you can sow into it. You can sow uh, into it. And uh, I want to connect it to Psalm 37 and 4. Something we mentioned earlier. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. Psalm 37 and 4. So I want to encourage you, whatever you sow tonight, um, you're going to call this my secret petition seed. So you can call it SPS, my secret petition seed. Psalm 37 and 4. Um, so you can do $37.40. You can do, use those numbers. Why do I have you to use those numbers? So you attach your seed to scripture, all right? How can you do that? You can use the cash app dollar sign bishop form with the number two. You can also use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Listen, guys, pray that the previews bless you. Why do I do the previews? So you get excited about the word and you share it. And then if you've been watching the previews and the messages, you know that truthfully, I go, um, I go in a whole nother level uh, in the previews, and uh, lots of things are said that aren't said in the messages, and so um, that's why you know we do all of what we do to make it available. This is now available on a podcast, guys. If you don't have our podcast, get those. We're averaging uh, almost five thousand downloads a month plus, and so uh, make sure that you get our podcast. They're totally available to you, totally free in our app. Text Harvest to 877-552-4746. If you don't subscribe to our YouTube channels, make sure you subscribe there. Follow us on Facebook. Stay connected. You need to be fed the word. You need, I don't even call what I say sermons. I call them life-giving messages. You need life spoken into you. And I'm grateful to have that opportunity to do that. All right. Love you guys. Pray you have an amazing night. I got to go finish my workout. This is so important to me that even when my days are stacked like they are today, like it was today, um, and I don't get an opportunity to work out until later. Um, the previews are so important to me that I will get as much as I can. I will stop and then come do this and then go finish my workout. So I got to go finish. I'm pointing over there because my gym's that direction. I got to go finish my workout. Um, but uh, if this bless you, so for those of you who just prayed that prayer to give your life to the Lord, recommit yourself to the Lord, we celebrate you. Text decision to 877-552-4746. Stay connected. Like, don't fall off. Don't, don't, don't. Let's take this relationship and this connection offline. Meaning, 
get that app and you can stay connected there. All right, love you guys. Shalom. Have an amazing, amazing. I just finished mine while listening. Thank you. Amen. See, praise the Lord. All right, love you guys. Shalom. Have a good night. Bye bye, TikTok. Love y'all. See you tomorrow night for church. See you tomorrow night for church. See you tomorrow night for church. Shalom, y'all. See you tomorrow night. Make sure you so. See you tomorrow night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.